Welcome back to your Black Zen Weekly Wellness Podcast. I am Stacy here with my sister Jasmine, and we are your Black Zen team. Hey, what's up? For those that don't know what we do, we are a social enterprise dedicated to making meditation accessible and relatable to everybody. And we do this because we have just noticed what an amazing impact having a meditation practice has had on our lives and what a difference it's made in terms of the choices we make, how we show up every day, how we are with the people around us. And ultimately that has such an impact when you think about how what we do impacts the people around us. And so that starts to impact our families, our communities, our wider world at large. And so that is why we put so much love, effort, and time into what we do because we want to see everybody get better do their best and show up in a way that is compassionate, loving, and still smart and focused and about that business. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put it. All right. right. Uh, So for those that have been with us for a while, you know that we take the month of December off as a wellness rest and regroup type of month, (laughs) (laughs) which is very much needed. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, your girls work hard bringing you this as often as we can and as much as we can. So we use December to really take the time to look at what we're doing as an organization, Mm -hmm. what we want to bring you in the new year. Right. I mean, you know, we're always working on something in the background. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So So really when we, when it seems like we're pausing for the holidays, what we're really doing is just giving ourselves a bit more time and space to really focus on the next things that we want to bring to you that we think are going to really enhance your ability to thrive as you listen to us and as you grow with us and as you read the wellness. Yeah, I mean, we always want to make sure we're giving you things that you need and like things mm-hmm. that you can use. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, as a heads up, if you and you should have received the wellness, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you fill out that survey. We love your feedback and it's only three questions. It should take you a minute. Yep. But just want to get an idea of how we might want to shift or change or stay the same. In yeah, 2020. Right, exactly. But we would love to hear from you to um, help you know, inform that help choice. Help inform that choice. That's mm-hmm. the way to say it. Mm-hmm. So, this week's topic. I actually, I really love when we do this. So, my everybody knows, or at least if you've been listening to us for a while, that one of my favorite dorky things to do at the end of every year is to watch those little cheesy countdown shows <laughs> that they do on like VH1 and all those other ones where you can see all the funny things that happen throughout the year. So, this was sort of our version of doing that, except in a way that obviously put wellness at the forefront <laughs> and yeah. thought about how do we really sift through everything that's happened in this year, in the weekly wellness, and to really pick out the top 10 things that are going to make the most difference and are the best pieces of advice that we can give you and that we can leave you with. So that's something for you to ruminate on before you start your next year. No, that's perfect. And Mm -hmm. we have so much content, we decided to break it up into two. So this is a (laughs) two-parter. So you're going to get 10 through 6 today. Mm -hmm. And then next week, we'll finish the final countdown. countdown. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't believe it's already that time. It's Honestly, it's it's, it's flown by. We only have two left before our break. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so we had to switch gears We had to quickly. switch gears really quick. Yes. So we wanted to, we never like to leave for our break without giving you a lot of information yep. that you can look at over the course of that month mm-hmm. and um, practice taking in. Exactly. And doing what you need to do exactly. there. Oh, and I should also mention we're offering the Black Zen Beginner's Guide to Meditation at a discount as well. Promo code is 2020. So yes. when you go to our website and you go to get the guide, if you put in your promo code. Everyone knows how to use a promo code, Jasmine. You're so right. Why am I mansplaining <laughs> a-, a promo code? <laughs> yeah, you really are. <laughs> promo code 2020 for 20% off exactly. to keep you in the mix while we're away. Exactly. So on to 
the top 10. Yes. Or and, the top. And I should mention that uh, what we tried to do is we're really just going to give you a hint at what each one is, and then we're going to hit you with the best clip of that particular wellness. So <laughs> you'll hear well, us the po- in- that, that particular podcast. I'm sorry. We right, went through the podcast correct. and the wellness. We want to give you guys as much of the good stuff as possible. Exactly. So, so number 10. Number 10. So number 10, I think the only thing to mention about this clip is that this was actually a larger discussion about how fasting and meditation are quite similar in terms of the impact that they can have on your life, depending on how you use it. In that wellness, we debated if meditation or fasting created lasting change. Mm -hmm. Which one did the most in terms of creating lasting change? Correct. I'm going to do a strong push for fasting right now, and I'll give you all the reasons why. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) All right. What fasting does, like I said, and you can apply this to every single part of your life, reinventing yourself always starts, as we say, with a change in habit. Mm. Ah, you see where I'm going with this. it. <laughs> and the faster you change your habits, the faster you change yourself. Yeah. And the fastest way to change a habit is to fast from whatever it is, whatever habit that is, step back from it, reflect, see it differently. It will change almost immediately. Hmm. Boom. Work with that one. Hmm. Because you know that's right. I do. And it's hard. It's hard. I'm a little tight lip right now because I definitely agree with what you said. And because I don't like to lose, I'm just going to try to find a way to make meditation win this one. So I would say that in order to reinvent yourself, you have to know the self that you are starting with. Well, and in, Because there's nothing. If, if you change a habit, that's great. But how do you know which which habits need to change? Mm. How do you know which ones are the pieces that are you and which ones are the ones that somebody put on you that you just accepted? Mm. How do you know which ones are the most valuable for the type of person you want to be in the world? You don't know those things until you sit down with yourself long enough to know who are you starting with? What is your starting point? Mm. Then you know where you want to go. And then if you want to fast after having the clarity that you get on the <laughs> mat, that's by good, all means, counselor. <laughs> do you? <laughs> good push counselor, right? What we learned in that wellness week was meditation and fasting both have the capacity to create lasting change. Mm-hmm. So on to the next best tip of 2019. Number nine, the last swallow in the container. <laughs> this one was all about how to handle expectation and whether or not having any is even good for us. I included this really funny um, clip of Della Reese in Harlem Nights when she realizes that somebody drank the last of her orange juice. To give your 19-year-old friend another <laughs> reference, let's use barbershop. Yes, Eve, even barbershop. When, that whole scene. The whole scene. Imagine that, except imagine it funnier in the 1920s with a knife fight and a gun. <laughs> and somebody gets shot in a pinky toe. I'll stop. <laughs> What was most interesting to me is that it was a perfect example of someone having an expectation of an experience and getting excited about that experience, which for her was drinking orange juice. And when she got to the fridge and realized that there wasn't anything left or that what was left was not enough, it was the moment of that expectation being thwarted. And I feel like in real life, how many times have we had a certain expectation about something? And really, the experience is sort of soured simply because expectation is what we had 
and it didn't live up to what the reality was, mm-hmm. right? And are we setting ourselves up for disappointment when we set up certain expectations? Well, if I know that by expecting something, I'm already setting up a certain expectation for myself, what if I just stopped doing that and I just approached each moment how it came to me? It's like a vacation. Imagine a vacation, you plan it in your mind, mm-hmm. it's Paris, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, you plan out where you're going to go, where you're going to stay. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. In your mind, the expectation is at a 12. Yeah. You're out of the country. It's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I made it out of the country. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing new things. Yep. Right? A few setbacks, like a lost luggage mm-hmm. for three days. Mm-hmm. No one to wear clothes or money. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true this is, story, by is, the this way. This is really a true, a true story. story. And you can tell yeah. it, it still a little pains me a little right, bit. Right, right. Still a little sour about still it. Still a little sour about it. Mm-hmm. Um, hotel. Not as nice as one would expect it. And so here's the thing. You either find humor in that or you ruin your whole vacation. And in Stacey's case, she ruined her whole vacation. And for my companions. We don't get what we expect a lot of the times. More 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 often often than than, than we we, get exactly how it's planned in our brain. Right. And I think think that's it. It's just like that whole exactly how it's planned in our brain, that's the key. As soon as you set up an expectation for exactly how it needs to be, now if it falls outside of any of those set of expectations, it's all a bust. Funny enough, go forward about 10 years, mm-hmm. Jazz and I take a trip, had zero expectations. Best trip of our lives. We life. had a blast. Everything happened yeah. better than planned. The point is, I think that as soon as you came to the experience ready to accept what that experience was without putting a ton of parameters on what it needed to be, then you were actually allowed to enjoy yourself in that moment. And in the same way, your first trip could have gone one of two ways. You could have seen the fact that you didn't have the luggage and seen the fact that the hotel wasn't quite what you thought. Those could have been stories that you told and it could have been really funny. And instead, you let it ruin your entire trip. And I think if we take that example and think about it in terms of life, like how many times have we let something that didn't work out the way that we thought it would ruin our entire experience of our life? Fair. Right. That's a larger thing than just a trip. That's like this is your everyday experience. So every time something doesn't match up with your expectation, you throw a hissy fit. Yeah. And you and you go crying in your soup. Well, it's going to be a hard, long road. (laughs) (laughs) That was all about trying to figure out how to start going with the flow more in life, you know, and just like our trip was so much more fun because even though we had a few set things we were thinking about, nothing was so fixed that it felt like. It absolutely had to happen or we would have just had a terrible time. Well, the other piece about that is just learning to roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. When things don't come out the way we imagine them to be in our minds, how to just really (laughs) embrace that imperfection and move forward. On to number eight. This one was what to focus on now or the trouble with worrying. Yeah, Jasmine lost a lot of sleep. The fact that I wasn't sleeping is actually what um, spawned Prom- this. Yeah, it prompted this wellness. I think you'll find this clip really helpful, especially for someone who, because I think we all do this. We all worry. Mm-hmm. And that's what this wellness is talking about. Mm-hmm. So here's that clip. What I realized was that me worrying about it really was just paralyzing me in that place, but it wasn't actually solving the problem. Well, funny enough, you know? worrying actually makes things worse. That's what we learned about in the article that Mm. we placed in Mm -hmm. wellness is that worrying about your situation makes the situation worse because you're giving that thing that's not working more attention. Mm -hmm. And the more attention you give something that's not working, the more likely it is to continue not working. But here's the thing. The reason why it continues to not work is because 
you actually haven't done anything about it. You simply sat in the worry of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I realized about myself is that I was sitting in my worry and in my feelings about that as opposed to focusing on what I should have been focusing on, which was what is the next best move? Right. Focus on the solution. Focus on what you can do. Focus on what you can control. Mm -hmm. And uh, which actually is a perfect segue into my favorite article that we included in this week's wellness. And this is actually a blast from the past. We included this way, way, way back. And I don't think people read it. I don't think so either, which is why I put it back in here because it's so good. And it's all about how to keep calm under pressure. And we retitled it how to stop worrying and start finding solutions. Mm -hmm. And it's all about this bomb detonator. That's what he does for a living. He detonates bombs. Pause there. (laughs) Just think about that. If he he worries. Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, if, if he if he can figure out how to not worry, surely you and I can figure out a system. Do you remember so, the story from that one? Yeah. So down. what's great is that he talks about a few things that he's realized over his, you know, two decades worth of time doing this job of the things to avoid that mm-hmm. aren't useful. Okay. And what's funny is that they're all around worry, oh. but there's different types of worrying. Interesting. Which I thought was great. Okay. So one of them was rabbit hole thinking. You start to think about all the what ifs and you're like, well, what if this doesn't work? And then if that doesn't work, then this doesn't work. And what if this doesn't work? And what else? That is the downward spiral. Exactly. That's exactly what he said. He said, (laughs) as soon as I start to think about all the, because he's like, you know, when you come to a bomb, you only have a certain amount of time to turn it off. So I, there's no way for me to go through every possible scenario, a scenario in my Mm -hmm. mind. Otherwise we're all. That's it. We're all done. done. We're done here. So I've (laughs) got to figure out very quickly what is the most important first step for me to take right now. Got it. Because what I have to do is pause this where it is. I cannot think about all of the other possible things. Thinking about the rabbit hole only takes seconds off the clock. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yes, it takes seconds off the clock. And if we think (laughs) about our life as time. Those seconds. Those seconds. Imagine you worried all, every day. But there's some people who do where well, it's just yeah, this natural. Well, the thing is, you don't even right? know you're doing it sometimes. Exactly. That's what's crazy. Exactly. Which is why I think meditation is so important because I feel like my two or three days of not being able to sleep could have been months if I wasn't, if I didn't have meditation practice and if I didn't have a way of being aware of where my mind is going mm. and then being able to uncover what that's about. So, yeah, that's um, so just to say, so that rabbit hole that he talked about, I thought, oh gosh, how many people do that? How many times have I done that? Right. So that is just another form of worry mm-hmm. as opposed to imagining all of the possibilities, which is the next thing he says. Okay. So he says, I had to learn how to do one small thing and then another small thing and then another small thing so that what I ended up with was a cascading possibility rather than a spiraling negativity. Oh, and I that's thought, clever. oh, wow, I can remember that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when you find yourself stuck in worry, when that the thought in the back of your mind starts to become something more than that and it starts to become something that's either keeping you up or changing your mood or making you feel like you're stuck in a place, just think about the next step. Just think Mm -hmm. about the next step so that it becomes cascading possibility rather than spiraling negativity. Yeah, I'm digging it. Number seven. And Stacey, I actually think that you should leave this one in because this one was one of your topics. And I thought it was really um, one that we don't hear people talk about a lot, which is why, funny enough, we called it the silent stalker. 
Now, I called it this specifically because it's about guilt and shame. These are things that we never, that most people don't like to talk about. Mm -hmm. We don't like to have, you know, these are not general everyday conversations you'd have at the grocery store with strangers. True. (laughs) Or even your friends. Or people that are close to you. Yes. And I feel like it's guilt and shame are some things that sit inside us every now and again. And they trigger emotions that don't necessarily help us. Yes. In our journey through life. I totally agree. And that's what this entire wellness was about. So here's the best of that clip. For this week, I was really just interested in how guilt and shame kind of negatively affect how we move about our day. I feel like too often we highlight the things that don't bring us joy. And we think about things that we've done in the past. We dwell on things that don't serve us really. Yeah. You know, and that was the whole goal this week was to recognize what we dwell on that make us feel bad about ourselves and ask the question, why? Right. Why are we dwelling on old shit? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other way to say it. I mean, I'm not a a person who curses often, but I feel like some things we just, we dwell on because we feel like we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And this whole week was dedicated to recognizing you don't have to hold on to anything. No. You don't have to hold on to shame, guilt, past things, Mm -mm. because we are, none of us are perfect. At some point, you have to let it go. Well, I thought something that was interesting that you actually wrote in the Weekly Wellness that stuck with me was that old shame and past guilt do not know the progress that you've made Mm. in those areas of your life. And so when we focus on guilt and shame, it's really focusing on a past version of ourselves. Yeah. And we've already evolved. Think about a time where you felt the most embarrassed. Think about, think on that right now. Right. Where you felt the most shame or the most guilt about something that you did. What was that moment? What was that moment? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Did that thought bring you joy? And is it allowing you to move from your best place? And here's the thing. The answer to that is no. For most the, people, for most sure. people, Those thoughts did not bring you joy, did not bring you to your happy place, mm-hmm. <laughs> did, mm-hmm. not, did not enhance your day. Yeah. And so we're saying, like, things that do not bring you joy, time to let it go. You don't need to keep yeah. relearning the lesson. That guilt and that shame lives with that past person, not who you are right now. No, this is not a it's not a hall pass. Free card Correct. To act a fool. Let's just be clear. <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying go out there act a fool and don't care about it later. Correct. But we're saying we're human. Right. We make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Dwelling on it does not help you. No. So don't do that. Exactly. And it's not an empowered place to come from in order to make choices that move you in forward. In the future. And now onto our final clip of this week. Now remember, this is just the part one. Part two is coming at you next week. So on to the final clip of this week's wellness in the countdown for the best advice that we've given in 2019, number six. My personal favorite, <laughs> the prison of our perception. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. There, this, you know what? I wouldn't let the clip do the talking on this one. So I will leave it at that. Listen in. And I know we're going to get questions about this, so feel free. Again, if you have questions about anything you heard today, yeah. info at blackzen.co, and we'll get at you. So check out this next clip. A nice nod to mom. I feel like this is the first time she's gotten a wellness. <laughs> Maybe. We've been doing this for a minute. And the thing is, she says a lot of cool stuff. She does. We just, I, don't I know feel why like, I never I feel like it's either daddy or granny that gets it. Like, mom kind of 
kind of got some shade up until now. So <laughs> sorry, mommy. Sorry, mom. She liked this one because she gave us these nuggets of wisdom mm-hmm. very early in life, mm-hmm. and they pretty much changed how we operate right now. Oh, I definitely think so. I feel like they have kind of so. managed my entire trajectory. Mm-hmm. And that first quote, she or first well, thing before she said, we do the quote, no, I want to get there. No, the topic, <laughs> so people know what we're talking about. The topic right. is the prison of our perceptions. Okay. Why is that the title? No, no. Why is that the title? Actually, I love this title because everything about a prison is designed to keep something contained Mm. and inside. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we have a perception about something, you've now created boundaries around your existence, around what you believe is available, around what you believe is possible. Perfect time to get that quote in. Yeah, good. I (laughs) set it up. Good segue. Okay, good. So the first one is, there's no such thing as no. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful it's, statement. When you really when you break it down, that, here's, I'll give statement. you an example of how I use this or how I was forced to use this mm-hmm. in my early school education. So I would get a grade I did not agree with. Mm-hmm. I would have to go to my teacher and say, this is incorrect. Right. I don't believe this is Respectfully. right. Respectfully. I'm right. not going to turn over a desk right. and get stupid. I was going to say, well, <laughs> she, would, she, would, she would cry and get upset. And talk to our mom about it. And then our mom would say, well, why do you think that this is not the right grade? And she would give her reasons. And then she would say, well, then you need to respectfully talk to the teacher about why you got the grade that you yeah. did. Yeah. And the thing is, like, at the time, I didn't understand. I'm like, no, she's a teacher. She gave me the grade. It's final. But it's not Nothing final. is final. Exactly. I have had more grade changes. It's simple things. Things that we think are fixed and finite really are not. And, I and think in that's my mom's, the key. and the, what my mom's took it was nothing is finite. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as no. Correct. Correct. And then her second piece to that, there is an exception to every rule, and there's, and there's no, no reason, reason that exception cannot be you. And I feel like that then sort of gave us confidence to try things, to do things, to go out for opportunities, to seek opportunities, and and to we want to share that, ourselves. and we want to share that confidence and that understanding with you as well, so that right. you go out and do everything you want to do Correct. because there is no such thing as no, and, and there's, there's an exception, exception to, to every, every rule. rule, and there's no reason why that exception shouldn't be you. The prison of your perception is operating on where you think you are, which is contained in some right. way. And really, we have there are no constraints. No. Actually, we talked about this way, way back. If you remember, do you remember that example about the shark, the shark tank? No, do another one. I don't no. remember that. Was, this, you this, forget my memories. I know. Not the well, best. but it's been, it's been, I mean, this was one of our very, very early podcasts and uh, wellnesses that we did, but it okay. was all about like there was, uh, they did an experiment with um, this shark and a, a huge tank that had other fish and they had a glass barrier and they would basically taunt the sharks that it would come towards them but Mm. each time it came towards them it would hit the glass and so by hitting the glass multiple times it started to realize oh i can't actually go there because there's a glass there Uh then they removed the glass and it was as if that barrier was still there even though it was gone the shark oh, I do never went that past story, that point yeah. in the tank because it kept believing that that glass was there, and that glass was long gone. He was in a prison of perception, Jasmine. Correct, because based he, on past experiences, exactly, Ooh. exactly. And so, and I and I love that example because I think that that's real for people. There are times when you know perhaps you have tried to do something or tried to take a risk or, or take a leap, and it maybe it didn't work out the way you thought, and so now that becomes the box you're working in. Because so much of what keeps us from doing and really risking 
our time or our attention or our focus on Resources things that we think are important, or, mm-hmm. right, is is that it, a lot of that is, is really unconscious and we don't know that we're doing it. And so part of being able to sit on the mat and allow things to come up and reveal themselves to you is so that you start to understand what are my limiting beliefs? Yep. What's the container I've been working in? What, what is my imaginary you- glass that I've bumped into in the past that now I've just assumed Assume that it's that's there. always there? The shark example I thought for this was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like so many people can relate to that. Yes. And, and I see it show up in lots of different ways in life. It show, I see it show up in people's personal lives. I've, I've seen it show up in my own life. I've seen it show up professionally. Like everything you can imagine. Just keep thinking, what is the imaginary glass no- yeah. that, I'm, that I still think is there? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one to leave it on. I think so. I think you have quite a bit to work on. Right. (laughs) And that's just the first half. Exactly. Catch the final five next week, Monday morning, 9 a.m. PST. Mm -hmm. And we will break down the rest of the best of 2019.